Hey, hey, I'm Rebecca. This is a podcast for all my single friends out there and for anyone who's ever been single. Cue the laughs, life lessons, and all things love. Welcome to Dating in the Bay. Now, let's get to it. everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dating in the Bay. I'm so happy that you're here today. And today we're talking all about my dating tips, which I'm super excited about. First thing that I wanted to say was, this is not an ad, but I love Bumble BFF. A couple months ago, I noticed that I didn't really have a strong friend group anymore because a bunch of my friends had moved out of San Francisco during the pandemic. And then a lot of my friends actually got into serious relationships during the pandemic as well. And I kind of found myself where I didn't have a ton of single gal pals and was, I don't know, it was just really weird. I joined Bumble BFF and I realized that the same tactics and strategies that we use in dating those all really translate and cross-pollinate really well when you're trying to just meet friends as well. So highly recommend it if you're kind of in the similar boat that I was in where you're lacking on the general single friend population to hang out with and also to wing woman with and just kind of relate to because singleness is just, it's a different breed of you know experiences that we want people to be able to relate to us and have that kind of community. So highly recommend Bubble BFF. I cannot speak to it more highly than I am. So check it out. If you do, let me know how it goes because I really am a big proponent of it. Maybe they'll even sponsor this one day. (laughs) Okay, so I'm kicking off today really differently. I decided, you know what? I can do my own solo episode. And so I'll sprinkle in these episodes with my other episodes and kind of just play around with the formatting. And I also made a Twitter account. So feel free to follow Dating in the Bay on Twitter at Dating in the Bay. All right. So I was going to share kind of five overarching dating tips. Okay. Number one, you want to get to the actual date. So sometimes we can get bitter or jaded about dating if we aren't super conscious about looking out for our own energy and preserving that. Let's not get into long texting on the apps where you're talking to somebody for three weeks before you meet up or you're texting all the time or talking on the phone. You want to get to the actual date and meet them in person and see if, give it a real fighting chance, see if there's anything there, see if there's chemistry, compatibility, you know, the whole enchilada. So what I will do is I will be on the dating app and then I will, within a couple of messages, suggest meeting up. Apparently this is kind of controversial, which I don't think it is, but we want to get to the actual date. The goal is not to have pen pal exchanges, right? So it doesn't matter in my mind who suggests meeting up. I know some people, they get a little bit on their high horse about it and there's really no reason to stand. You'll be waiting a long time. It doesn't really matter how you get there as long as you get to the date. So I would try and suspend any of these beliefs that we've somehow been conditioned to. For me, I don't care. I have, there's nothing desperate about just getting to a date. So whatever you have to do to get to the date, get to the date. So I could suggest, hey, do you want to grab a drink tonight? Usually I find that works very well because people like spontaneity. Just make a plan and get to the date. That's the whole point of this. The point is not to be on the app because the app is not real life, unfortunately. Number two, always plan a reward for yourself for after a first date, especially. First dates are quite risky. Go in with the mindset that they're already your friend because that's a nice way of just getting mentally prepared and being excited about meeting them. And I like starting with the just assumption that we're friends and then you can see if there's anything more than that. 
But also make sure that you plan something to reward yourself for going on a date because it is a big deal and very brave that you're going on a date and that you're putting yourself out there ongoingly. You know, we're doing this all the time. So you want to just switch up the rewards too. Like maybe one day you'll get yourself ice cream on your way home. Or even if you have a favorite show that you want to watch or you want to meet up with a friend after. I'm a big proponent of making a plan to meet a friend. So you do your date for like an hour and a half and then you go and you grab dinner with your friend. Make sure that you have that plan locked down so that your night, let's say you have a bad date. You don't want to just go home. That's so sad. Your night should be revolved around your friend that you know you're going to have fun with. That's the main event. You happen to have a first date before. That's the little appetizer. The main course is your friend dinner. Number three is do not cancel dates. <laughs> Unless for some reason, you know, there's an emergency or somebody does something super offensive. A couple of years ago, I was canceling dates all the time. And I realized once you start doing that, you're really jeopardizing your whole integrity with yourself. You're bailing on yourself and you're bailing on somebody else. And the more that you cancel dates, the longer you're actually going to make yourself suffer. So go on the actual date. I promise you the actual date will be not as bad as the idea in your head of what you're making it out to be because it's really not that big of a deal, which kind of leads into my sub in my notes. I have it as a sub note that nothing is precious. The more dates you go on, the less precious anything is, which is great because you're not going to be super focused on this one person who didn't text you back because you're looking at it from the 30,000 foot view of whoever I'm going to be with, they're going to be consistent. They're not going to leave my life. It's going to be easy and putting out this energy that you're not super focused on this outcome of this one specific instance. That's so much pressure that sucks the fun out of everything. And looking at it from, this is all practice. I'm just going on this date. Even if you're practicing not canceling a date, that's a win. That's practice. Let's say everything in your bones wants to cancel a date, but you go That is a win because you practice keeping your word and keeping a promise to yourself and you kept a promise to somebody else. And I think that deserves an ice cream cone, at least. Maybe even watching some younger on Hulu afterwards. But seriously though, definitely not taking everything so seriously. Nothing is precious. Also preserving our energy, like I said, not getting into those long text messages. All of those help fit into the mindset and narrative that you are enjoying your dating experience, that it's something that it's fun for you, that it's not a drain. Because a lot of the times I think people can get in that jaded mindset when they have tons of conversations, you know, that they're going on and on and on for three weeks and then they never meet up. That would be super disappointing and frustrating. So I can understand if you're only doing that and then never getting to a date, I can see why you would have that mindset. But that's why we're going to take as much action on our side to be proactive, to get to the actual date. That's why it doesn't matter who suggests it because the goal is to date. It's to practice dating in real life. Like That's the goal here. And that part of that involves rewarding yourself. Whatever you have to do to go on these dates and practice your different skills, that's a win. And we need to celebrate as many of those wins as possible. Another thing I wanted to talk about was there's a silver lining and something good that we can take away from every quote-unquote bad date. So let's say you have a date that you don't particularly enjoy that person's company, but maybe you got to try a new bar that you really liked or you ordered a new cocktail. Any of those kinds of things, even if you practiced asking questions more or you practiced complimenting, let's say you practiced treating them more like a friend initially so you could kind of get over that awkward hump of that interview style where people are asking really boring questions or you tried to ask new questions that you had thought of 
any of those things are all wins. Even if you're not going to see that person again, I would call that a win because you're taking all these silver linings. All of those will help you with your future dates. And that is growth. That is progress. And that's our goal. My next tip is about asking for what you need. This is a huge one. And I think this is honestly, if you don't take anything else away from this, this should be something that we can all apply in our dating lives. Ask for what you need. Let's say somebody suggests going to a bar that doesn't have food. For me, I need a snack. Whenever I go on a date, there needs to be food because I cannot drink without food or else it's a recipe for disaster. It's not cute. I don't wish anybody upon seeing that. (laughs) So I am aware of this and I proactively make sure that the menu has food options. So let's say somebody suggests a bar that doesn't have it. Then I will suggest an alternative somewhere nearby or something that has food. And then when we get on a date, I'll make kind of a joke about how I love snacks. Even if they don't want to partake with you, you're going to get your snack. It doesn't really matter about them. It's whatever you have to do for yourself to show up as your best self and to make sure that you are taken care of. Let's say it's freezing out. Ask for your date's jacket. We need to ask for what we need because your date is not a mind reader. As much as I wish that they were, a lot of dates would go much better if they could read our minds. But unfortunately, at this point in time, I'm not aware of any mind reading dates. But if they're out there, I am open to having you on the podcast. I would love to talk to you. Okay. So ask for what you need. Let's say your date wants to go on a hike. For me, I'm not going on a hike on a first date or a second date. First of all, not trying to become a missing person. So don't go on a hike. Don't agree to something that you know you're going to not enjoy. Like that is dating 101. But I think a lot of the times I've noticed people seem to be, they don't want to come across as difficult. They don't want to be, you know, they want it to be very nice and neat and accommodating. Please do not agree to things that are going to make your energy awkward and uncomfortable. People pick up on when you're uncomfortable. It's very clear. So if you're out of your element and you're uncomfortable and then you get really in your head, your date will pick up on that and it will be not enjoyable for anybody. So we can avoid all of this quite easily if you just speak up for what you want, speak up for yourself and say, hey, not a big hiker, maybe like down the road, but let's grab a drink in one of our neighborhoods instead and go from there. Those are simple things. And you don't have to, it doesn't have to be some explosive confrontation. You can say it in a joking, light, playful way, and you're still speaking up for yourself. And these things translate directly into if you end up dating that person. Like you want to be able to speak up and you want to say how you feel. Partnerships are give and take. And if you're not able to communicate basic needs, that is something that we need to work on together. So you can join me in advocating for yourself. There's lots of tiny little brave things you can do. I think the snack is a great way. I do it all the time. I'm like, let's share a cheese plate. This girl is not going to have wine without some cheese. That would be criminal. So those are just some examples, but there's tons of ways that you can do it. This leads me to my final tip, which is it's all about your mindset. It's all about how you view dating and yourself and how you view your dating life. Dating is supposed to be fun. So if your mindset is all about, I'm going to have fun no matter what, it doesn't even matter how my date is, I'm going to have a great time no matter what, you're going to have a great time no matter what. But if you are in kind of a limiting self-belief mindset or your date is really impacting everything that your experience is, that's going to be a different experience. And I don't think that's going to be a very enjoyable experience. The whole goal of dating, 
hopefully enjoy it as much as possible. So whatever you need to do to get on the actual date and have a good time, that's going to make a really fun dating experience for yourself. That's why we set up rewards for ourselves so that we have something to look forward to for if the date doesn't go as well as we would have wanted it to, that's okay. Because like I said, nothing's precious. There's always another first date. There's always another connection. And let's say you have a really good date. And let's say the person says they want to see you again. And you say the same thing, but then you never hear from them again. Some people would say like, that's so upsetting. That's like why we hate dating, blah, blah, blah. I would say the opposite. I would say, look, you had a connection with somebody that proves that you are able to go on a first date and have a good time. That's something that shows you that there's always that abundance mentality where there's always going to be somebody else. I kind of used to think that, oh, these were so rare. Yes, they're not as abundant and plentiful as we would have wanted, but that's also the whole point of dating is that if everybody was just magical and explosive fireworks, then dating wouldn't be hard. But even if that person never, if they ghost you or whatnot, that's okay because like I said, they're not precious. There's an abundance mentality and they prove to you that you can have fun on the date. And I would even go as far as to say, look at yourself. What made that date fun for you? Like what you also partook in the date. So what about it made you show up in your best self? When you have a really good date, you should own like, hey, I brought that awesome energy. I brought really good questions. I was practicing treating them like a friend. So I already had this built-in assumption that I liked them and they made them more comfortable. And then everybody just vibed a lot better. And, you know, I got my snacks in, so I wasn't super hammered. You don't want anybody getting hammered. Bad news bears. Not cute, like I said. Okay, I think I've rambled enough, but this concludes my first solo episode. I hope it went okay. You guys can let me know what you think. Basically, TLDR, reward yourself for doing dating because dating is hard, but we're still doing it. Also, don't cancel your dates. Go on the dates. Also, get to the actual date. Also, final reminder is, I forgot to say this earlier, but this will be my closing dating hack. Let's say you make a plan for a date with somebody on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, but the date isn't until Saturday. And I'm not a big proponent of texting endlessly. A lot can get lost in texting, so you don't want to find a reason to not want to go out with this person because it happens a lot. Somebody says something weird. You don't understand their tone. You don't know them. You don't know their nuance. You don't know their sense of humor. A lot can go wrong. So I personally think that you should minimize texting to just keeping it for logistics and basic things at the beginning. But let's say on Tuesday or Wednesday, you set up the Saturday date and then you don't have much back and forth. And then you're kind of wondering, oh no, is my date happening? Is it not happening? This is quite common. So I would suggest you text them on Friday. And when you text them, you text them under the assumption that the date is happening. Hey, where are we meeting? What time? Can't wait. Having positive, joyful energy. (laughs) Or you could even suggest a place. Like, how about this place? I think it's a midpoint between us. Assume it's happening. If they need to cancel, that's on them. It happens sometimes. But like I said before, we're keeping our promises. We're not canceling dates. And that involves being proactive. So with that, thank you for indulging me on this first solo episode. I know we took a journey together and I hope these dating tips are helpful and I will sprinkle these solo episodes in throughout the regularly scheduled programming. And with that, I'll see you guys next week. Let me know what you think and I will talk to you guys soon.